Hello, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. Here, we believe success is inevitable and everything is possible. On each episode, we get real about the entrepreneurial journey and look at what it means to lean into your intuition, feel in alignment with your business, have coffee with resistance, and trust in abundance. We answer the tough questions. How can we show up authentically in business, with integrity in relationships, deeply seeking in our spiritual practice, and with grace in motherhood and beyond? This podcast celebrates the anti-hustle, healing from toxic productivity, prioritizing rest, and discovering tools that will support both your healing and business growth journeys. Your time and energy are precious resources, so thank you for being here. Your presence is a gift, and your business is thanking you. Get ready to get real, get honest, and keep growing. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode, Cosmic Alignment with Anna Hull. The moon, the moon, the moon. Can we just take a moment for the moon. I have been obsessed with the moon for as long as I can remember. I grew up on boats near the water. I lived on my boat. I have sailed all over the world and I just cannot get enough of the moon. And that was way before I learned about the moon phases or astrology or even moon cycles. There was just like this primal, deep, ancient connection to the moon. And I think that is one of the many reasons why I am just so drawn to our guest today, Anna. We have been working closely together. I am so moved by the work she's doing, by how intentional she is. She's recently made the leap and is working as a full-time astrologer. And I've really been able to personally witness this transition for her and just the absolute groundedness that she brings to astrology and to this like unique lens that she's really honing in on, which is all about the moon. So I want to introduce you to Anna, Anna Hall. With her unique approach, she combines astrology, movement, and mindfulness to help her clients embody their birth charts. Her vision is to empower her clients and community to feel a deep sense of ownership of their own astrology by practicing it in their daily lives. Through personalized readings, group workshops, and corporate events, Anna works to inspire, empower, and help people tap into the magic that already exists within them. Anna and I go deep today on all things moon phases, especially this idea of lunar productivity and what that really means. Also the progressed moon, which I cannot stress enough how powerful my work around the progressed moon has been learning what this is and really being able to honor and embody the season of life that we are in for more than just, I don't know, two to three days, but instead a longer moon phase, a longer moon cycle of almost four years. And so we really dive into how to honor these different phases. Anna gives like the most beautiful description of the moon cycle 
from the full moon, new moon, all the way through a full cycle. And I invite you to just close your eyes while she does this and really picture this tree that she's describing because I haven't been able to get it out of my head since the day we recorded this. So I'm excited for you to listen. I love astrology and I love the moon and I'm super inspired by Anna's unique take on it. I think you know, as someone in business, finding that niche, finding that element that you can really speak to is really smart. And so I'm really loving what she's doing and how much she's embodying this work. And I can't wait for you to meet her today. I also wanted to share that there are a few ways in which we can work together one-on-one. If you are new to listening to the podcast, I am also a founder, entrepreneur, marketing expert, and business coach. You can work with me in a couple of different ways. The first is a marketing intensive. This is a 90-minute deep dive into you, into your gifts, into your method, and really identifying what those success metrics are for you and how we're going to hit them in the next 90 days. And I will create a custom strategy just for you because your business is unique, just like you. That's the best way to dive in together. But if you are looking for more support, I am taking on one more mentorship in the fall. My business mentorship, you can join for four or eight months. This includes more high touch, email access, text access, and some more accountability and hand holding through this next phase should you need that. And the third tier is my marketing advisor. This is if you have a business, a team, an OBM, a VA, or maybe a social media manager that can execute a lot of these marketing efforts, but you're really looking for someone weekly to guide that ship, take it off your hands, and be a weekly person in your business, specifically around your marketing strategy, making sure we're doing all that we can, time, money, and energy spent well. So that's how I can support you if you are excited to learn more about me and the work that I'm doing personally. You can always go to krista.authenticaudience.co. Let's dive in to today's episode. What I was saying right before we hit record was that you've reignited my love for the moon. And I'm so excited to have an episode where we get to talk about the moon because in my life right now, you're the one claiming that bucket the loudest. You know, when I think about the moon and where it is, the phase that it's in, I'm going to your IG. Like I'm looking at your full moon stories and I'm so excited to have you today because I just love the moon and I adore you and welcome to the pod. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here talking about moon space. The moon space. I mean, we've gotten a chance to get to know each other over the last few months and it's just so fun seeing your excitement for astrology in like a really specific way around business, around like the collective sort of human experience. I love what you're doing. You go out to the park. You do these like season of life readings. It's like really fresh and it's really like bite size. And there's so much we could talk about. I would love for you to just sort of anchor us in in what 
your life is like now that you've made this leap into doing this work full time. That's been a massive transition we've been working through together. And just what's important right now? What's on your heart? Like what feels important to say and anchor us into before we dive in? Hmm. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and share kind of my astrological journey, but also this kind of moon magic that I'm really obsessed with right now. Yeah, I've been about a few months, like really full time with the business and it's been really magical. And my favorite part so far has really been being able to sit a lot deeper with my clients in these spaces, in readings. I've been doing throughout the summer these park readings, offering astrology in parks here in Brooklyn. And that has been honestly very eye-opening to see how actually little people know about astrology. A lot of people think I read tarot, which is a very common, you know, they go together quite well, but it's made me a lot even more passionate to do this work and help bring astrology, the chart, the moon to people on a very easy, accessible and practical way, which is why I've been focusing so much on the moon. When I started my practice here in Brooklyn, I started with yoga and moon astrology workshops. I'm also a yoga teacher. So every new and full moon at my yoga studios here, I do these astrology workshops and then we move into a yoga practice inspired by the moon. And these have been really, I think, transformational for me in like diving into this work because I'm able to hold space for a community. And, you know, this is something that you do as well as a space holder community is to allow people to open up around a theme. You know, a Libra full moon allows people to explore themes from a little bit more of a detached perspective, but in community with other people. And it opens up their world in a very like easy but meaningful way. And that is kind of the space that I'm in is using the moon as something we can see, we can track. It's kind of this regular, I mean, also people who menstruate are very connected to these cycles as well. So it feels like a natural step towards astrology in a way that's not so woo-woo. I don't, I can't quite wrap my head around it. It's like the moon I see, I get, I can grasp. Mm-hmm. It's a really great introduction, I find, to the planets. For me, it was definitely like a first step. I lived on my boat. I don't know if I told you that or if you know that about me, but that's, I think, my like initial draw to the moon is because when you live on a boat, you're literally living at like a different like level based on where the tide is. And so the effect that just like the moon had, I knew where it was every day. And I got really in tune with that. And it had nothing to do with astrology and everything to do with just what I could see in the sky, the level of the water and how I was feeling. And I think you just named it. Like that entry point is like, okay, this is having a profound effect on me. What's not to say that the other planets that I can't actually physically see are also having different effects on me depending on their placement in the sky? And so it's this amazing, accessible, and pretty like grounding entry point I find. And I'm so in love with the moon. And if this is, you know, 
if you're listening and you are with us on this, this is going to be a great reminder because what you have reminded me is like how to embody very simple parts of the chart to uncover so much about ourselves, starting with the moon and really focusing on the moon. And so I want you to sort of dive us into giving us like the overview of sort of like the eight phases, just a little, you know, high level on each phase so that we can like anchor into where we're going to go and like why knowing each phase is like even relevant to our productivity or sleep or things like that. Totally. And before I start, I want to say too that the other beautiful thing about working with the moon is that we can really decide like how long the cycle is that we want to work with. If we want to work on this like day to day, because the moon moves so fast through the sky, are we working with a day to day? Like I have one thing that I really want to like hyper focus on through the phases, or is there like a year that you want to you know, extend through these phases. And that's the really beautiful thing too, in terms of productivity is that you can really like decide which level of cycle that you want to work with and that the cycles are cyclical. So whatever is happening in a current cycle that you're in ultimately is going to feed into the next cycle. So there's a lot of like subconscious, which in astrology, the moon rules, there's a lot of underlying currents that kind of carry over from phase to phase that we can't consciously conceive. So as we go through these eight phases, I'm going to use my favorite analogy, which is a tree, a plant, because I think that is going to give us a really good visual as we kind of go through these phases. So we start with the new moon and a beautiful place to start This is, in terms of our plant analogy, the seeds in the soil. The soil is like this fertile ground of opportunities and possibilities. It's a dark place. And so, you know, in astrology and as the moon is new in the sky, it's a dark sky. So we can't see like with our eyes, our conscious being what's ahead. So the intuition is really heightened during a new moon phase because we have to rely on our other senses to kind of guide us. There's there's just like this intuitive feeling of moving forward before we actually start to take those steps. The next phase is the waxing crescent moon. And this is in our plant analogy, the roots starting to kind of take shape. And they're like rooting down, searching for where they want to root. So there is this sense of exploration, experimentation, kind of newness that's happening. So we have this like first sliver of light in the sky and we can start to put the pieces together of what we're building. It's not very clear, but we're starting to get inspiration. We're starting to vision board, starting to get excited about what it is that we're creating in a very like easy, not grasping to any one idea kind of place. There is an astrologer who I love this description. She describes it as like the toddler phase where we kind of are learning how to walk and we fall and we kind of get back up and we're like very sea legs vibes. So there's just, we're learning what is starting to take shape during this phase. Then we get to the first quarter phase which is the very, it's called the crisis of action (laughs) phase. Very aggressive. (laughs) And this is a phase that in our, you know, plant world where the sprout is kind of meeting resistance of the earth, 
meeting the resistance of gravity. So there's this kind of pushing and challenge and obstacle that we are now faced with. So we went through this experimenting exploration, and now we're starting to build the structure of our dreams, of this project, of what we're trying to build. We're having to set the foundation, take action, and kind of like make a decision. This might not be exactly what I wanted to do, but I'm now being asked to give it a shape and give it some structure. And making that decision and dedication to something. Then we move into our waxing gibbous phase. So we're continuing to gain light, moving towards our full moon. All of the waxing phases are, the moon is getting bigger, more bright, and we're gaining clarity towards this full moon phase. So in our waxing gibbous phase, this is a really beautiful phase because we've kind of built out the framework of what we're working with. And now we really have to trust where we are, trust that what we've built is enough. And there's a lot of faith. This is quite a spiritual phase. There's a lot of faith that has to have happen. This is like the final leg of the marathon. And we are also need to draw people in who support us, who can help us get across that finish line, kind of building out that community in a way. In our plant world, this is like the tree really taking shape. Um, we can see the leaves. We can see it. It's right before it's about to blossom and bloom. So there's this kind of like fullness. The leaves are really like deep and green and we can see what's coming. And then we get to our glorious full moon, which we all know well. We're here on a full moon day recording. And this, you know, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about the full moon phase because like you said, we don't, we kind of think we know about the moon, but we don't pay enough attention to the nuances of these eight phases. So a lot of times in astrology as well, we think of this full moon phase as like, it's our big release, you know, letting go, releasing. But actually it's so hard to release during a full moon phase because we're in kind of the chaos of it. In our tree analogy, the leaves, the flowers have blossomed. It's so beautiful. We can see it for what it is. The moon and sun are in opposition, and we're really kind of like basking in this spotlight. And why we're not releasing during this phase typically is because we're in it. You know, it's buzzing. We're kind of honoring what we've built. There's a big celebration vibe here as well. Like I did it. I made it from the darkness of the earth to this like big flowering tree. And I'm celebrating the hardship, the accomplishments, the trials and tribulations that I've gone through. During a full moon, it's also quite busy. And I'm sure you feel this and a lot of your listeners also can identify with this like feeling of chaos during a full moon. It's like, I'm excited, social activities. Like there's just a lot of things happening, restlessness. Like we often don't sleep very well during full moon times just because there's so much energy. When we're in kind of a prolonged phase of this full moon phase, which we'll talk about when we get into the way that I use it in my practice, it's hard to do things or reflect on in a full moon phase because if you think about it, we're in the spotlight. And when you're in the spotlight, others can see you very clearly. But if you've ever been on a stage under the spotlight, you literally can't see anything. So there's this quality of like, I know that I can be seen and I'm in the light, but I can't actually, I don't have a very clear perspective on where I am in space. So that's our full moon phase. We can also think of the full moon as a new beginning 
to the second half of the phase, the beginning of the waning phase of the cycles. So then from our full moon, we start to move down into our waning gibbous. So we're now starting to lose light out of the sky. And this phase is the harvest. So now from our tree, let's call it an apple tree, the apples, we can harvest them. And we are starting to share our harvest. We're starting to eat these apples, but we're also giving them to our community, to people around us. We are sharing the experiences of what we've learned from the waxing phase all the way up until the full moon. This is what I built. This is what I learned. And we're starting to now reflect and process all of the first half by sharing, by communicating, by being in community with others. Teaching is a really huge part of this phase as well. And being generous with what you've learned, what you've gained through these experiences. It's a really beautiful phase. I have a lot of clients who are in this phase right now. And it's so healing because it's like, it, it really, and you know, the phases also relate to seasons as well, but it really kind of relates to this first step out of summer into fall where it's like, you feel that fresh breeze of like cool fall air and you're like, oh, okay. Now I can start to like, clarity is really starting to settle in and you have much, you're starting to gain separation from what you've just built and you can really start to process, was this successful? Was this not exactly as I imagined? And you're starting to, yeah, reflect and process in this waning gibbous phase. And from the waning gibbous phase, we move to another square, which is the last quarter phase, the third quarter phase. This is another crisis point. This is the crisis of consciousness. And this is like the crisis of action. We're feeling a little bit of turmoil and like, you know, in our tree analogy, the remaining leaves and fruit from the tree drop. And from the outside, it looks like death and it looks like rotting in a way. But what's actually starting to happen is regeneration for the next cycle. So now in this phase, as we experience it, we are faced with this kind of turning point of what am I going to bring with me and what am I going to leave, let go of that can be regenerated into something new. So this can feel like a crisis of consciousness because a choice has to be made and we have to really decide what am I going to hold on to that will support me as I move forward and what do I need to let go of in order to clear space for the next cycle. And, you know, what I think about a lot with the moon phases and in spirituality as we kind of practice it, is we think a lot about calling in, calling in abundance. What am I bringing in? And I don't think we clear enough space. I think that releasing and death and shedding are very difficult and we don't pay enough attention to the act of clearing space because it's hard and it's not always joyful and yeah, so this is why this phase is a crisis of consciousness, because we are facing this point where we have to make a decision and it's difficult. So that's our crisis of consciousness, our third quarter phase. We are almost to the end. We are now at our waning crescent, our final phase, also known as the balsamic moon. And this is... This is a dark place as well. So this is right before the new moon. And this is, of our plant scenario, 
all of the leaves and fruits that dropped from the tree are now kind of turning into the soil, the seeds of our next cycle. So already our cycle to come is being planted within the cycle that we are currently in. This is a really deep phase of rest, of regeneration, of it's like the winter of our phases and really allowing ourselves to get quiet and to sit in stillness, maybe continuing a little bit to like find those final reflection points on what we built, what came from, what we released, what we shed, the kind of overarching happenings of this cycle and finding this like moment of stillness, almost like suspension of time before we start to go into the new moon cycle. Because the new moon cycle, like we said at the beginning, is a dark phase. There's no light in the sky. So this is our final sliver of light before we kind of go back under into that darkness. So gratitude Mm -hmm. is a huge part of this phase as well. And sitting in the stillness, this gratitude for all that you cultivated and released in this phase. So yeah, those are our are eight phases as we have them. That needs to be a meditation, by the way, or like I'm like, okay, because I work with I work with Anna, so I like can't take this hat off, but I'm like, okay, I so much just came through during that like visualization. It was so beautiful. And thank you. Like I want to cut just that, you know, section so that you have that <laughs> explanation because I was there and I saw it and the fact that that happens every month is to me so like like what an exhale yeah. that like we get to do that and live that and like what would it feel like or what does it feel like because you do do this to really live and be with the cycle of the moon. Like how do you translate what you just explained in such like a poetic but like introspective way into your like everyday life of working and living and being? Like I know your core offering that I'm so excited for you to share inside of our business collective, which I'll give a little teaser about at the end is around lunar productivity and how to actually like bring this like deeply meaningful like cycle and seasonal like p- part of our lives and nature and world into the like your day-to-day life in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, my day-to-day life in Brooklyn. And this is yeah, this is something that I share with my clients and students as well is you know, inherently we live in quite a solar society where we live by the sun 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's kind of, we're awake and we're asleep. And there is this inherent sense of striving and it's quite linear. So we're working towards this ideal career, this ideal, you know, partner, whatever. We're we're moving towards something that feels very linear. And when we are comparing ourselves to other people, and we're not at where we think we should be there. That's when we start to feel lost and disappointed and not good enough. And when you bring in the phases of the moon in this very circular cyclical way, you start to see that like, it's all kind of moving in this very, yeah, circular way. So the way that mm-hmm. I 
bring it in into like my daily life is really anchoring myself in like, where am I on maybe this short-term lunar phase? Like, what am I working on? What am I striving towards? What phase am I in? Okay, I'm in an exploratory phase. So I don't have to be so hard on myself to make things stick or to like hold on to something solid because actually holding on to something solid right now is not going to serve me later down the line. When I started getting into this, you know, work with the moon, I took a look back at my chart and where I was on this long-term cycle when I first moved to New York, when I was in my high aspirations of being a professional dancer. And it was, you know, my first few years here were very difficult. I mean, they're very difficult for everyone. I was, it was just very dark time for me. And, you know, I was quite young. I was excited to be here. I was doing what I loved, but I just felt so heavy. And like, I was pushing a rock up a hill. And when I look back at my chart at this time, the phase that I was in was in this balsamic mm. waning crescent phase. I was in a very dark phase. So I was working against this lunar light. And so knowing that now I give myself so I have so much peace mm -hmm. looking back because I was just working with very little, you know, kind of cosmic energy and I was really coming into this like rest and reset for the, you know, work that I'm doing now, this career that I'm building now. So it I think it gives me and a lot of my clients peace to accept where you are in whatever season of life, whatever cycle you're in, giving you this kind of container to be in without feeling like you have to be high performing or at your peak career at any right. given point. Because the other thing is these cycles on this like way that I practice within my readings, they're so long. And we are in such a fast pace world where we're like, in a year, I'd like mm -hmm. to launch this and have this and be here. And these cycles, each phase is four years long. Tell me about this. Tell me about this. Introduce me to this because I'm not familiar with these long-term cycles that you're referring yeah. to. I definitely am familiar with the progressed moon, which is different than what you're referring to. Yeah. And I want to talk about that. But what are you meaning in terms of short-term cycle versus these four-year cycles? And how can we find out yeah. which one we're in? Yeah. So these long-term cycles are actually the progressions, but instead of just the progressed moon, it's the relationship between the progressed sun and progressed moon. Okay. So it's like high progressed moon is in Scorpio, but it's in what moon phase? Like that's going to play yeah. a role. Okay. Tell us how yeah, you find exactly. this out and how you work with this. Yes. So this is new this, information for me. I just want everyone to know I love learning something new live. Yes. Because it's I just yes, I my gem Yeah, I'm like, wait, there's more to the progressed moon. Stop everything. Yes. So explain. explain. So we'll start here at the foundation, which is all of the phases that I just explained is not just the moon. It's the relationship between the sun and the moon where the moon is in relation to the sun. So that's when we're calculating moon phases in the sky, in our progress chart, we're looking for the distance between the sun and the moon. In your progress chart, which is, you know, this kind of advanced astrological technique that you are familiar with that I use very deeply in my I practice. I love, is, I love, I love progress moon. Like, 
go pick yeah. and book a reading with – I mean, the progress moon. You're going to learn about it right now. But this element of astrology, I love picking out you know specific elements to work with. And the progressed one, I did a series with a former client on the progressed moon. And so I really got to learn each – theme and it called me so deeply, you know, ocean loves mercury, like different astrologers, different people of different elements. And for me, the progressed moon is probably my favorite theme to work with. And I've never talked about it like in a real deep way on the pod. So I'm so excited to introduce you guys if you're new to the progressed moon theme, because this was a very specific theme that I, you know, it was a separate series. It's like a definitely like down the line of astrology. But if you're just working with the moon, then it could come up a lot faster, like right now. So I would love for you to just really anchor us into, because I feel like I'm even just catching up, the progress moon, how you work with this, how the phases are influencing this part of the chart, and why this is so exciting and important for people to understand. Yeah. So when working with progressions, you know, you're kind of familiar with the progress moon moving through the signs, moving through the houses. As we become more advanced students of astrology, we understand the signs and these qualities and flavors that they take on. And then when we add the phase of the moon, the relationship between the sun and the moon, it adds just another layer of nuance of how we can understand the energy from a more kind of like grounded perspective of us here on earth, as we see the moon traveling from new to first quarter to full moon, as this is happening in our progress chart in the, what I call season of life, these kind of four year cycles, it we can almost visualize ourselves with the moon in these cycles, in these phases, and how to work with that energy on top of yes, what it means to have a progress me. moon in Scorpio. And I think that alone feels like a really great element of the chart to work with and pull out. And I know oftentimes we don't get into the progress moon until farther along in astrology, but when you specifically work with the moon like you do, it's going to come up a lot sooner. And so understanding this like season of life, I would love for you to just paint me a picture of this because what the progress moon has really done for me in astrology is honor like a deep season. And Mm. what that means being in Scorpio Mm. is – and I knew it was coming because we can look at these things and sort of like see when we're going from phase to phase. And for me, it's just been so interesting to follow like these big seasons of my life and look at where my progress moon was at that time and like the flavor and the lens that it was having. And now what you're saying is like the phases, like nobody I have talked to that is, you know, a seasoned astrologer has really been isolating or speaking to the moon phases, like along with the houses and the signs. And like, this is something we can track as well. And this is just brand new information for me. And so talk to me about the season of life opportunity we have to just dive deep into this one element and embody this one theme and like how powerful that is. Because for me, 
that just like I can sink into this for like the next couple of years and it's temporary. So it's like an extended period of time, mostly with astrology, we're looking at like much shorter phases. And so this has given me like this extended phase, Mm -hmm. but also this knowing that it's temporary and how you work with that season. Like this is your whole thing, your season of life readings. Tell us, tell us more. Yeah. The beautiful thing is with these because, you know, the progressed moon phases are about three and a half to four years long. And when we are looking at the phase, the distance between the sun and the moon, we're looking at how much light the moon is giving us, how much energy. Are we gaining light? Are we losing light? How much kind of celestial solar energy do we have to work with? That can ground us in whatever we're trying to achieve, launch, start a family. You know, how much energy are we working with? Then we can turn back to self-care. How do I nourish myself with the information of how much energy that I have? Maybe, you know, we're in a really dark phase and we're trying to like launch big things. We can still do that. We just have to be super aware of how we're supporting ourselves through these phases. Whereas if we're at a peak phase, you know, more like a full moon waxing gibbous, we have a lot more energy. Things are going to come a lot easier. Momentum is going to move a lot faster. But, you know, in that case as well, how do we slow down? How do we temper our energy? So it's all about having the information and having the awareness of what energy we're working with, then using the tools that we have in our toolbox to kind of temper, manage the I think that's speed it. at and which we just we are named moving. it for me. It's like human design does this. There's so many different tools, like you said, that we can mm-hmm. pull from that is energy available to us right now. Like the phase of the moon, where it is, the season of life we're in is energy that we can tap into to work with and drop into in like really deep ways. And for me, being able to just embody like this one piece as hard as it is because Scorpio for me is not the most fun. I Mm. personally love Scorpios. I'm very drawn to Scorpios. There's also a lot that's very difficult for me about this season and it's feeling very new. I just moved into this space and I know I'm going to be here for a while. So it's about settling in and understanding Mm -hmm. how I can use this energy to my advantage. Yeah. So what I wanted to say, like we have some autonomy within this part of our chart as well, because I think one thing that I hear from people, especially when it comes to astrology, is this like, oh, that's just my chart. That's just the way I am. I'm just kind of like beholden to this energy, which is you know not true in many ways. But the beauty of the length of a cycle that is so long as four years is that you have the choice of when you want to drop into that energy and when you want to kind of stay on the surface level. And I say this because I also have a client who's going into a big, juicy Scorpio cycle. And she was very, she's very nervous and very afraid because, yeah, Scorpio, as the water signs I, des- I describe as like, you know, Cancer is kind of like the reflective surface level. Pisces is like the wide, expansive ocean. And Scorpio is the depth. It's, it goes deep. And, you know, the beauty of having a few years to be with this energy is that you get to decide, okay, at this moment, I feel like I want to go in. Mm -hmm. And 
tomorrow I'm going to stay up here. Like you have the choice of riding the waves. You don't always have to just be completely underwater for four whole years. You get to decide when you come up for air and when you drop into this like transformative crisis of action, like Kali juiciness. And you get to then also come up for air and like let it, you know, dry off. Thank you for saying that. I think that's so important is like – and one of my favorite points about astrology is the low road and the high road. And I think it's like such a great way of just explaining the human experience. I was even saying to my therapist this week like I, it's so hard for me to comprehend how it's possible that I have this person inside of me that is so grounded so tapped in, aware, calm, trusting, surrendered, like, and this other person who is having a panic attack on a plane, completely dysregulated, like having an ego experience, like how are both of these things possible? And what one of my mentors reminded me this week is you have a choice in every moment of who you want to show up as and like which version of yourself. And I think the opportunities that are available to us when we choose the depth of the theme and really like commit to i like astrology obviously i've not yet released my like path to god podcast but for me it's like a path to love a path to god i will release it because it's just been such an integral part of my like self love compassion oneness is like seeing my uniqueness in like the big scheme of things and the purpose and the the lack of randomness that is my life. Mm-hmm. Like it mm-hmm. feels so purposeful because of my chart. Yeah. And so if there's ever a time where I'm feeling a little lost or like my purpose is, you know, hiding behind a cloud or something, I can come to this place and choose to say, okay, my progressive is, what if I align into this energy and choose to tune to this frequency? That to me is what the chart is. It's like, should you tune to this frequency right now? There is a lot available to you to like work with if you are excited about this, like self-growth, knowing yourself, trusting yourself deeper, having deeper relationships, understanding like the world through this very unique perspective of Scorpio in this very mm-hmm. unique – like how cool to put these – to it's like you get to try these lenses on and mm-hmm. it's a really powerful experience when you drop into that frequency. And I love that you help your clients do that. And I want to know more about like the season of life reading and method that you've come up with and just share a little bit more about that because – it's really cool and I again think it's such a great like access point to our like creativity and intuition. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I've been working with clients a lot this summer on the season of life reading. The season of life, I mean, I kind of gave you a little sneak peek with your chart there of kind of grounding us in what our natal moon phase energy is. And where you are now, I take you through a little bit I, of where you, what you may have been experiencing in the past few years based on your 
previous cycle. See if that resonates, gives you a little bit of relief and clarity <laughs> of what you experienced and then ground you in where you are now and how long this will last. Again, giving you the container of time. It really be, helps. Give you permission. I love yeah. the container of time, it turns out. I, I have a client who is like working on a book mm. and giving her this container of time is like, she's like, okay, I can do it. Like mm. I have this many years. It's now I don't feel like I have to finish it tomorrow, but also that I'm never going to finish mm -hmm. it. It's like within this container of time, I can really tap into this energy and like pour into it, but I also don't have to rush through it. I have a lot of clients who are moving, you know, into middle age and feeling like a sense of loss of what was and uncertainty of what is to come. And I think that in our culture, we also don't give a lot of support to midlife, mid-career. There's kind of mm -hmm. a emptiness, especially as we're moving more towards like entrepreneurship and people who are starting careers later in life. And I have clients who are moving out of a full moon phase and being able to like reflect back, especially people, you know, navigating divorces and like things that they just don't see as beginnings. Mm -hmm. Like this is a new beginning. Mm -hmm. I love like claiming the phase, you know, it's not about like these lifelong things that you have to commit to forever. It's like claim the phase that you're in, name it, like like romanticize it. And I love that this is what your work does. And I'm just so excited to share more of what you're doing because I think, again, like astrology is so deep and it can feel like you said, and your biggest takeaway from doing these readings as the park is actually how little like the public, you know, and us, like I feel like I thought I knew about astrology for a long time, but your commitment to like continue to study it and continue to work with it and create community around that and like continue to attract people in a really easy way to like this deeper work on themselves and the connection. It's so beautiful. And you've like, you know, made this leap to doing this full time. And now we're going to have you inside the collective. So if you guys are already in the collective, I have Anna doing these like amazing cosmic business reports um, for the rest of the year because I'm so obsessed with this, like specifically the moon phase and how we can be more aligned and in tune. It's such a big reminder. And I think the full moon is so easy to celebrate um, like last night. And I never do this. Like, I never do this. It's embarrassing to say now because I used to do this all the time. My previous, my listeners who have been here for a long time know, but I knew it was a full moon. I grabbed my crystals. I grabbed my angel cards. I grabbed my favorite Sarah Blondin meditation. I went up in the hot tub, totally naked, under the full moon. I love being in the full moon light, even though Clay goes, it's actually a reflection of the sun, but like, whatever. It's the full moon light. And he likes to take the wind out of my sails and just really like tap into that energy and you feel so connected. And it's so easy to forget our like connectedness to everything in our little day-to-day -day lives and just to be able to once a day look at where the moon is and like tap into that part of the tree I think is my prayer for people in learning from you and in working with you in the collective is like, let's tap back into that and how we can be resting, 
at the times we should be and like be in that frequency of the moon. And so if you're excited about tapping into the moon frequency, I can't recommend Anna enough. Can you share with us how to find you? And I'm so stoked on your new freebie and everybody just needs to like drop what they're doing and go get this right now, especially if you're just feeling so in love with the moon and diving in deeper after listening to this combo. Yeah. So I'm working on finishing up this new kind of, it's called the Daily Moon Mapping Guide. And it's a digital planner. I am a Virgo rising after all, so it's got to be organized. But this guide will take you through the eight phases of the moon, what it means in the sky, how to work with it on a practical level. And then there's some space for like journaling and processing. And you can just restart it every month, keep going back to it. And then along with this freebie, I am creating uh, an eight phase meditation series as well, kind of like a guided visualization to help you really set your intention with the new moon. And then it takes you through all eight phases, kind of planting the seeds of this intention. So that comes along with the guide. And then you'll be able to just cycle back through it every month, reworking old intentions, staying with one intention or traveling on, starting new intentions. So that's my freebie that I have coming out very soon. And my one-on-one offerings, I do have this season of life reading, which is kind of what we talked about here today is the progressed lunar phase that you're in. It's a really great place to start, I think, for people new to astrology because it's not so much information and it's really grounded in your current experience. So we kind of move through that. And then from there, I have a longer form cosmic coaching series where we can start with this season of life and then move into the depths of your chart, the nuances of your chart. It's a three-part series, I call it, and there's three readings over a period of three months. In between each reading, I give you homework to help you apply what we're talking about in the stars, in the sky, into your daily life. So there's journal prompts, there's kind of, yeah, activities of how you can apply astrology to your daily life over this period of three months. And those are my kind of primary offerings at the moment. I love them all. And I love your just, I think one thing that really stood out to me and it just reminded me as you were speaking when we first met is you talked to me about this vision that you have and you're building and it's like a school, a classroom Mm -hmm. to continue to study the stars and continue to study astrology and the planets and in a way that is like so like it's a it's a study it's a practice like we continue to learn and we continue to pull out new elements and i love that about your cosmic coaching series that's like so in alignment with this like ongoing practice of study it's like looking at these other tools like yoga or reiki it's like something we practice every day mm-hmm. and astrology for whatever reason sometimes i think doesn't get that same attention. And so I love this freebie because after talking to you and learning from you, I've just felt more called to like get back in sync with the moon, like in the way that I was when I was living on my boat. Like there was never a day where I didn't know where the moon was Mm -hmm. and how that was affecting my life in that moment was like literally I was like living at a different like sea level, which was really cool. And I was so tuned in and I, you know, when I do take the time, like the other day, I was sitting in the hot tub during the full moon and 
you just feel so connected. Mm -hmm. And to be able to connect what's going on up there with our daily lives is exactly what you're doing at that intersection. And it's like we're all affected. And it's so beautiful to tap into that energy because it's right there. It's just available to you to work with whenever you want. And you're just such a great guide. And the last thing I will say is I'm so excited to have your energy in my space. I know I mentioned this earlier, but I've invited Anna into the collective and witchy business this fall season to really help guide us with some cosmic business reports that she's going to be customizing to really help us work with this energy because I'm obsessed. I'm all in. I thank you. I'm so excited for your work. I'm so glad you took this big leap into this full time because it's so you. It looks so good on you. (laughs) Thank you for being here. This was so fun. Thank you so much for having me, Krista. This was my dream, talking about the moon. Talking about the moon, the moon, the moon. One of my best friends, he goes, the moon, the moon, it's all for me, pretending to be me because I just – I love the moon. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. This is our love story to the moon, and I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Until next time, keep growing.